Yo, check it out. What's up, everybody? Yo, what's up, everybody? How y'all feel? Call from Emily. Emily. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Emily. <laughs> Bachelor thoughts. <laughs> Oh my God. I mean, I just spent like 40 minutes on Tumblr just searching the Juan Pablo tag. <laughs> and I have to say, I was cracking up. I was showing stuff to my boyfriend. We watched it together. I mean, yeah. Now, first of all, someone on Twitter was like, Oh, what? It was because I said it was a travesty. Is there an echo? Are you on speaker? I'm in a hallway at my school. This is like the only place I can go right now. <laughs> Sorry if it's really bad. Okay, no, I think there's okay. It's fixed. Um so okay, so, so yeah, someone on Twitter's like cuz I said it was a travesty the finale. And someone's like, "Why? Mm-hmm. Cuz he didn't declare his undying love for someone he's only known a couple months." It's like, "No, dum-dum. Obviously with my personality, I'd be the first to be on board with a bachelor being yeah. skeptical of the manufactured aspect of that show." My issue is, like, how is that your stance? And it's somehow not made compelling or palatable in any way. Like, if he had said, you know what? I signed on for this 100%. I signed on for not just this reality show, but the one prior to this. I've signed on for a life in the public Mm -hmm. eye. At some point in this game. I realized I don't want my life to be a game and I knew everyone would be mad at me, but I don't feel a connection with any of these women. And I feel like I don't want to disappoint people. I have contracts. You know, I just feel like if he had been somehow open with the fact that he doesn't want to be open, then I would have been on his side, but he was even closed off about being closed off. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, the one thing that I didn't understand was, like, well, okay, I think the whole thing was is that he probably saw that first, or, like, finally saw the finale, and I bet he didn't know that Claire was going to come out with all of, like, you know, what he said to her in the helicopter and blah, 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 like, all that stuff. And I think, like, that really shut him down for that whole, like, after the rose, like, cr- like crazy bullshit. Like, poor Chris Harrison was just, like, uh, I don't like, know. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know about poor Chris Handles. What's his name? Handelson. <laughs> Listen, what do you think happened in that helicopter? Well, I was like reading somewhere online. Yes. It was like all over Twitter, like on Monday night that he told her that he quote, really loved fucking her. Yeah, but I just don't think that that's correct because in their discussion about it, their weirdly opaque discussion, she said, you referenced something we had done together. I just don't feel that that's specific. I think that was the, like, when they were in, like, Vietnam or whatever and they, like, and she, like, came to his room. You know, See, now I I think that was about that. I had an argument with my boyfriend because I'm like, she definitely fucked him in the ocean. (laughs) And my boyfriend (laughs) was like, no, I think he's just like embarrassed that they swam together. I'm like, there's no way she would cry if he was like, I'm embarrassed we swam in the ocean together and my daughter could see that. And there's no reason. I mean, he he's insane. So I feel like he would maybe say that. But like. I feel like the yeah. reason he's ashamed is because he went and fucked someone in the ocean and he didn't know how much of that would be shown or not. 
I don't know. I, and I also want to know, like, what was his surprise that all of a sudden he didn't have? I don't like, know. Clearly, he was going to drop some bombshell, and then, like, he just didn't want to look anymore like an asshole, so he probably just stopped talking about it. I don't know. I mean, that was so weird. Like, I just felt like he basically hates the producers of the show. They've clearly gotten into all kinds of problems together. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, do you think he even likes Nikki? No, I don't think so. And I, I don't even think they're together because, like, there was this whole thing about her, like, leaking his um, dick pics. Whoa, whoa, like- whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Sorry, I have to run off to do a Google search real quick. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to find it too, but, like, because I, I was watching this with a couple of my friends, and they were saying that, like, his dick pics got leaked, and that, like, I don't know if it was, um, if it was her who did it or if it was one of her friends, but it happened, like, you know, because we were watching the show, like, we already knew that Nikki won, we were just watching because, like, the drama or whatever, but, yeah. I don't know where any, like... It's on Paris Hilton. I'm trying to find it. Wait, the Which, the actual photo is? Well, I don't know. Hold on. It's loading. I mean, do you think he has a big dick or no? Probably he does. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be small because he's probably, it's probably like overcompensating. Like his Perez Hilton says, would you accept this dick pic? That's what he put on the photo. <laughs> Uh, but I can't see it. It's not like on there. It says. That's awful that I'm doing this, right? I feel what? like one day I'll regret doing these things. Okay, listen. Um, Regardless, I don't know. Nikki, he just kept going, you're happy, right? You're happy. This is. <laughs> she didn't look happy. <laughs> she didn't look happy at all. Yeah. Yeah, I was the one who was t- who tweeted at you like it's okay, it's okay. Like we've been like me and some of my friends have been saying that like nonstop now because he's just like I feel like he's just trying to reinforce that they're okay. But she like looked so upset the whole time. Uh, it was very bizarre. I kind of felt like part of me was like, did he in private tell her he loves her? Because that's the only way. If I were her, I would feel okay with how he was acting. Like. If he told her, listen, I love you, but I fucking hate these producers and I don't want to give them the satisfaction and I hate America for turning on me. So I'm not going to say it on the show, but just know that I love you so much. (laughs) That's the only story I can make that would make it okay for her to stand by him in that show in that way. (laughs) Because it's not like... I I hope so. But she like, like earlier, like in like when it was just her and Chris Harrison talking, she like said that he never said it. I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying like, I'm saying like, I think he could have, um, potentially out of hatred for the producers and the audience, he could have told her in private. That's my theory. Anyway, that's, that's only possible. I don't think it's necessarily true, but he really did seem to have like a vendetta against the show. And if you think about it, I mean, this bachelor went on the show thinking that's, what's amazing about reality TV the TV 
he went on the show thinking like, I'm going to be this handsome, studly, tan, foreign accented, you know, soccer playing PSX soccer playing, but that's all he talked about. But so, you know, he went on the show thinking I'm going to be this handsome, romantic, charming, charismatic man. And then just, I don't think he had any idea it was even possible that he'd get like dumped twice. And then, you know, all of America would find him, you know, unlikable. Is that true? Or do people like him? I don't even know. I hung up on the caller long ago in case you're waiting for her response. You know, sometimes it's very hard because the two people talking at once thing gets exhausting. And I'm sure you relate as a listener. But anyway, yeah, The Bachelor, what a show, what a country. P.S. though, wherever that finale was, I'm now forgetting, but I want to travel to that location. Beautiful. How about his cousin who just kept going, so you want to be with Juan Pablo? Just, you know, are you okay? Like if someone leaves you at the first fight? Like, what is the correct answer to that? That's so crazy. And he said it in this kind of convoluted way. So I feel like no one ever fully realized what he was saying. He's like, yeah, Juan Pablo will kind of, you know, walk and leave whenever there's a problem. Would you keep fighting even if he's gone? (laughs) It's just the weirdest question. Uh, What's the right answer here, braces? I'm closing apps. Hey, that's a fun game for those of you who watch The Bachelor. You know when you like double click the home button on your iPhone and then you swipe up to close each app? Each one just be like, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. Call from Sam. 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 Chelsea. 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 What's up? Nothing. I'm walking dogs right now. Ooh. You want me to make my dog bark? That's I'd have right. to kick him in the ribs. <laughs> oh, no, don't do it. He's sleeping peacefully, but I'll do it in case you want that audio. Well, it might be nice for the show. I don't know. Um, what's, How are you? What's your mood like? A uh, lot of anxiety, unclear on how to get my chores done, but also wanting a vacation before my tour, might have to do it after my tour, uh, wishing a lot of things and feeling I have to walk my dog constantly, not sure how to spend money right now, I'm not really sure like what bracket I'm in for spending these days, <laughs> and... Well. Needing to go grocery shopping. Haven't done it in forevs. Yeah, I hear that. You should get a dog walker. Promoting dog walkers while dog walking. You know, there are so many interesting dog walkers that I see in my neighborhood or around when I'm walking to my dog. And they're like, all have a different style. But are you one of those ones that has like 40 dogs in a pack around you? I get four at once. That's not bad at all. Right? It's like a little personal, but they get some play time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know. Now, this one dog walker but- that I talked to, he said that two things. He told me that if my dog pees or poos and then does that little behind leg kicking over it, that that's a, sh- a form of showboating <laughs> and should be stopped. What do you think of that? 
I had no idea that it was showboating. Um, right. I thought it was them like trying to help out and be like, "That's I'll what clean I thought." This one up. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was just like covering their shit. But he's like, "No, no, no, that's aggression. You want to stop him from doing that." And then well, the other thing he told me was when dogs meet each other, that you should try to have them meet. <laughs> by sniffing butts but how do you orchestrate that you put your dog's butt like you physically pick your dog up and put its butt in some other dog's face <laughs> i mean you could i feel like they naturally go for each other's butts yeah but i guess the more aggressive dogs if they're both aggressive he basically was like a face-to-face meeting is the worst kind because that's when they bite they never bite when they're sniffing but i'm just like well what do you do just constantly try should i train my dog to walk backwards <laughs> Is your dog is, is your dog aggressive? No, he's not. He's really sweet and generally submissive, but it is weird. Like sometimes certain dogs, he's like, but it's like that little dog kind of growling and bluster. I don't think he really bites, but he growls and, mm. and pulls on the leash with some dogs. But I would say like out of 10, it would be like one dog or two where he does that. And most dogs, he's just wagging his tail and sniffing, but that makes me hell of a... Um, well, word of the day, anxious. Maybe I should be on meds. I'm not on Yay. meds, you know. I'm not on meds, but maybe I should be. <laughs> Coffee. I don't know. Might as well. Might as well throw a couple meds in the mix. Who knows? But, Have you know. Day. It's your day. But, so what do you think about that? Um, I don't know. It's weird. I Some dogs just don't, like... I'm not a trainer. I just walk them. All right. But now we're getting into it. I've, yeah. I haven't, like, I have some dog, dogs that are aggressive that I walk, and I don't know how to deal with it. Really? I just don't let them get with other dogs. Right. It's not nice. But more people, you know, more people should do that. Like, when I see a dog owner who pulls their dog aside when they see me coming, I'm like, okay, they know they have an aggressive dog and they're avoiding that situation. But there are some people who really have this kind of defiant energy of, like, you know what? My dog is aggressive. And if your dog is kind of wimpy, then that's on you. Yeah, get on board. You know? And I actually Uh, have a friend who lets his dog go to the dog park. And play fight, you know, with other dogs, but they literally like rip each other's skin. And he's like, my dog loves it. And he's like, gets mad when people say that it's too rough for their dog. He's like, well, you shouldn't let him fight in the first place. I'm like, um, you're a monster, yet you're my close friend. You're a monster, yet you're my close friend. You're a monster, yet you're my close friend. I've had, uh, like, dog owners not tell me that their dog is aggressive. And when I walk them, they've, like, attacked other dogs that I walk. Oh, God. That's really bad. Yeah. Because I don't know. Like, I can't do anything. Like, I live in New York. And so I, like, one time, like, one dog latched onto the other one's (gasps) neck. And I was like, I don't. And I, like, pulled them apart. And the one, like, ran out. The one that had been attacked ran out the door. And I had to get a stranger on the street to help me, like, get them oh, all back together. My it was crazy. God. Yeah, my Terrifying. dog is, like, when when we're walking, there's, like, some big dogs that bark at him from, like, gated houses or whatever. And yeah. my dog will, like, bark back, like, one little burst, like, this kind of, like, reaction of, like, self-defense. And then he, like, keeps hopping up on his hind legs and, like, looking at me... <laughs> 
It's so cute, but it's so sad. He just hops up and like he puts his legs on my um his front his front legs. What are they called? Because my boy, they're called paws or whatever. But anyway, he puts them up on my leg. Like pick me up, pick me up, pick me up, and he just does it over and over. He hops up, but not like really fast. It's like one, two, three. He just keeps hopping up. Like in case you forgot, I need to be rescued. Okay, here I am. Pick me up, please. Thank you. It's so cute. Sweet. You know, I've been just talking about The Bachelor. I don't know if you watch it. And then I'm talking about dogs. I feel like there's probably 90% of my listeners who are now kind of done with my podcast. <laughs> dogs and well, The Bachelor. It, Fuck! Who am I? Who am I? Uh, I don't watch The Bachelor. <laughs> I just shouted, who am I, my dog, who was laying out dead as a dormouse. Is that an expression? I don't know any expressions anymore. (laughs) He he cranked his little head up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you remember those children's stories, Amelia Bedelia, and she would like stake the plants. She would actually put stakes on the plants and all this. I feel like I have her level of comprehension of English, uh, expressions idiomatic making everything literal i don't know i guess that's not really the right parallel (laughs) what a disaster (laughs) anyway uh how's new york how's the weather oh god oh it's terribly cold oh good today is freezing good um and And, i hate it yeah yeah you got to get out of there honestly new york when i lived there and i did for so long i went to school there and then i stayed there for fucking years and years and it is so fun for a time and there's so much cool shit to do but overall like your quality of life just it's so fucking expensive there that your quality of life is just like fucking you know i like to have space where i live and it's just not possible there right my first year i lived in a windowless hallway for a whole year (laughs) a hallway uh, (laughs) it was so bad that's awful yeah now i have a window but i don't have heat so do you know what i did when i got out of college i put up literal handwritten signs all over the east village and i wrote uh, recent female college graduate looking for roommate, and I like put my cell phone number up. I mean, do you know how fucking crazy that is? And I posted it in like my most desirable neighborhoods, and then this guy, like a photographer for Newsweek, uh, was like, yeah, 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 come live with me. And then I like had his, him as a roommate, and then once I started dating and bringing guys home, he was like, you have to leave. <laughs> oh no! But um. I just think back on that, you know, and it's just like one of those things, the the folly of youth. Like, why are you going female college graduate seeks roommate and putting your cell phone up? It just feels like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's a plot for a horror movie. But it was actually a great roommate. He was a Vietnamese guy. He actually has a restaurant now in New York, and he was an Ooh. amazing cook, and he would make all these insane, delicious things. Like, that's when I first had the... um thousand-year-old eggs or whatever they're called, those kind of salty cooked eggs that were the yolk. Oh, God, it's making my mouth water. Anyway, he would make like um, sardine sandwiches, which I never tried. I feel like I'm surrounded by people who eat sardines and love them, and I can't 
I, I, it always looks like they're cherishing it so much that I want to try it, but I just can't bring myself to get into sardines. Yeah, they're too, uh, too whole. And they're just, but, but seriously, like my brother loves them, I think. My dad, um, my old roommate, my friend Chico, who's been on the podcast, she loves them. Like, yeah, and the yeah, way yeah. he would make them is almost like a banh mi. Like he would take a crusty kind of French bread and he would put sardines and hot sauce and he'd be eating it like it was so delicious. And I'd always want it, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, my dad loves sardines and I feel like I can never like them because he always said it as like a, like a joke. Like, like one day he'd make me eat sardines. You know what? You'll so do it at his like, funeral. No. Do it at his funeral. You eat a whole sardine <laughs> graveside. Yeah, own it. Take, take sardines back. Um, I'm taking sardines back. <laughs> anyway. I love that song. Oh, totally. That song would be such a hit with the 40-something set. <laughs> oh. Sardines, though. Maybe I will get into it. I will say I'm really into anchovies lately like the but they have to not be the hairy cheap shitty ones like on shitty pizza but the white anchovies that are really like tart and vinegary and kind of firm i'm very into those oh, lately mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i can't get on board with those either those, those seem so scary to me i know but you know what you gotta do go to spain go to barcelona go to barcelona barcelona go to barcelona and try them. You have to. Like, yeah. I feel like sometimes new foods you have to associate it with a positive new experience. Similarly, music. You know, sense. like how people are like always like, uh, I hate house music. It sucks. But if you actually like went to a, for example, in New York, there used to be Body and Soul. Like if you went to Body and Soul and danced to house music with people who actually can really dance, and you experienced. um the healing of house vocals. You might not be like, you might actually have an experience that you um, associate with the music that makes it cooler and more palatable. I think the same is true of foods. If you try a food in a place where it's like beautiful and it's the, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, you get the gist. Well, no, it's it's the opposite, too. If you, like, throw up the food, you're going to be like, that food's gross forever now. Okay, that's why I don't fuck with rum. That's why I do not fuck with rum, okay? I had a little Venezuelan Uh, friend, and her mom danced salsa and was in a band, and she, you know, I went over there, drank rum, too. I puked up rum for, like, 48 hours, and now I'll never drink rum again. Side note, won't drink anything else again. Yeah. I can't eat falafel anymore. I used to love falafel. And then, I threw it up once. Ugh. That's already like ugh. balls of throw up. So to throw that up a second time, that is. <laughs> no, it was like so undigested. That, yeah, it's definitely balls of throw up. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me tell you something about vomit. I do not <laughs> seriously I don't like it when like you visually see vomit like a lot of sketch shows they'll show visual vomit as a joke I fucking hate right. seeing vomit I don't think vomit is funny but when you're describing throwing up falafel balls that is very funny to me I like the cartoonish <laughs> image of gah, 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 gah. yeah there's something to that it's very cartoony 
Yes. <laughs> what happened to your voice? Did you just pull an all-nighter oh. in between? No, I just... I have uh, some snot from all the cold dripping down to my throat these days. Ew! Fuck, man! When did you become so viscerally disgusting? (laughs) Yeah, I I just took a turn for the gross. I didn't mean to. You know, when I lived in New York, I have to say, my lips were always chapped. I always had dry skin. My face always looked fucking awful. Like It it made me just look like this dried out fucking pale disgusting like i thrive in the california sun okay i was raised in cali gonna die in cali thank you very much anyway i feel great here but it is a little boring like i was missing new york the other day is it boring Sometimes, like, you know, walking around, like, New York, you could walk. I would do this regularly. If I had a set midtown, I would sometimes be like, I don't feel like getting on the subway. I hate the subway. I'm just going to walk all the way back downtown. And, like, I would do it, and you don't even notice the time passing because you're looking at so much shit. It's just so entertaining. And L.A. walking, you're looking at, like, a mansion for a full block. (laughs) And, like, all you're thinking is kind of like, God. Well, I mean, I did this in New York, too, where you walk around, you're like, how are so many people so rich? Both New York and L.A. I'm like, what does everyone do? You walk by, like... That's all I think about. Yeah, like New York, you walk by apartments and any apartment in Manhattan, essentially, you walk by it, you're like, how does anyone live here? How do you afford, how are there this many apartments that I couldn't afford that somehow someone else is able to afford? And I feel that in LA too, where I'm like, how does everyone on this street have a mansion and this is just one street? Like, what do all these people do? And that's why I wish I was good friends with a realtor because I wish I had the lowdown on what does everyone do to have the money to buy huge houses in LA. Yeah, it's kind of nice to walk dogs. They get to see the inside of a lot of people's apartments and like vaguely get an understanding of such stuff they do. Oh, yeah, I would love that. My fantasy is like that I could be invisible and walk into all these people's houses and see what they're like. You know, when I'm walking around, I'm just like, oh, I think about the apocalypse and like how I would just kind of want (laughs) to explore all these different houses and see what they look like inside. <laughs> but I'd probably be too scared. If it was the apocalypse, I'd probably yeah. lock myself in a closet and just sit there hoping and praying that someone was still alive. <laughs> yeah, it's cool that uh, your vision of the apocalypse, you're still alive. And <laughs> <out>. <laughs> hey, I'm like a cockroach. I'm like a cockroach. You know, everyone's dead. I'm chilling, man. <laughs> that is like the epitome of narcissism. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the apocalypse. I'd be walking around. I'd be eating candy. No, bitch, you're dead. It's the apocalypse. No Pe- more lines for anything. I mean, that's the thing. All the like, people that work in food service are still alive to serve me. Do you know that a lot of people are narcissists? Like, it's a whole spectrum. It's a whole range. I definitely feel like entertainment is not a helpful field for narcissism um, in terms no. of keeping it at bay. I got to do some sort of volunteer work or something. I got to get more grounded because, you know, your spiritual life is all you have. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like I feel like I don't want to know too many problems of the world because once I learn about them, then I'm just going to be more bummed out. It's going to be like, well, I can't fix these things. I just can't enjoy not knowing about them anymore. I know, but that's kind of evil. What if you just picked? That's a problem because it's like, well, I'm like, well, why don't you just pick Hello? a cause? Yeah. Hello? 
Whatever, that's a good end point. We've been on the phone for 10 hours. <sighs> Shout out to New York, though. Thank you for listening to Feral Audio. Chelsea Peretti tour dates, the American Treasure Tour, New Orleans, 326, Austin, Texas, 327, Houston, Texas, 328, Dallas, Texas, 329, Cleveland Heights, Ohio, 42, Columbus, Ohio, 43, Pontiac, Michigan, 44, Chicago, 4-5 and 4-6. San Francisco, 4-10. Seattle, 4-11. Seattle, 4-11. Portland, 4-12. Philadelphia, 4-30. Cambridge, Massachusetts, 5-0-1. Washington, D.C., 5-2. New York, 5-3, 5-4, etc. New dates added all the time on ChelseaParetti.com slash live.php. Thank you. I do miss, whenever I miss New York, I always miss, I used to love walking around on Prince Street and Spring Street. Like between, um, fuck, why am I forgetting that one? Not Wooster. West Broadway and Lafayette. Prince and Spring between West Broad and that whole area. I guess you could call it Soho. <laughs> but I didn't want to say Soho because that sounds so corny, like she-she or whatever. But I just used to love walking around there on a warm night. I felt like there was lots of little stores you could go in and there was lots of coffee places and lots of people watching. It definitely made me feel inadequate because there was lots of like models and fancy people. But I loved the cobblestone streets and... Speaking of, though, one time in that area, I saw a man on the ground. He was wearing a pink button-up shirt, which really, for some reason, elevated the whole situation in my mind. He was lying on the ground. He had had some sort of heart attack, and someone was going like, Is anyone a doctor? Is anyone a doctor? And like, I'm just frozen like, I'm a doctor, but I can't tell them because I'm pretending I'm a comedian to fool the world. Just kidding. But I was just like... Oh my God, you know, what's going to happen? Like he just, I kept thinking this is someone's dad. This is someone's dad or someone's son. And I know this and they don't know this. Like, it's such a weird feeling. Like I'm seeing this and they would give anything in the world to be able to see, not see it, but to help him and to be there and to know about it as soon as possible. And they don't know. And I know. And then like someone was coming forward and I think someone gave him CPR, but he was lifeless. Like he didn't really respond much to it. And they were doing that thing where like they put their hands in between the mouth. Like you don't touch lip to lip anymore for germs or something. I don't know. The whole thing was so bizarre. I saw that. And then I also one time at like a Dwayne Reed or a Rite Aid or something saw someone having a seizure on the ground and the person at the front was just like, okay, like, uh, let me call a hospital or let me see, like picking up the phone hell of slow. I was like, oh my God, is this what it would come to? Your life would be in the hands of this apathetic employee who doesn't give a fuck whatsoever. It was just, oh, New York. I seen it all. I seen it all there. What a city. Great monologue. You're, feel free to type that up and perform it at your local high school talent show. 
fun things to do. I think this is why people have kids because you reach a certain age and you're like, okay, I've had all the dinners I can think of. Call from John. John Lennon. John Lennon. Hey. Oh, you almost got hunked up on. Don't hang off me, dude. I'm, I'm here in person. Whoa, we got an accent, guys, we got an accent, my friends, we got an accent, (laughs) buddies, we're all in, we're all in on this accent, yeah! This accent gets a lot of love over there. My accent that I've got is the least socially valued in this country. Oh my god, I love it though, it's like, <laughs> it's so also, cool. Also, I can think they can do amazing British accents. No, I don't. I, I mean, just did this. I just basically you know? did the syllables. It's like you have a little more gulps of air between every syllable. Yeah, guttural. It's a glo- but I've got a Birmingham accent though. Birmingham. Um. Now, is that in the north? It's in like the middle of the country. Ah, uh, perfect. I knew it. And this is this is the yeah this is the accent which is seen as being synonymous with like deep stupidity in oh. this country. Oh wait, so is that like supposed to be the posh accent or no? No, the opposite. Oh. Very working class. Oh, and, oh, oh. Uh, I like is. Now I thought that was like Manchester. I'm referring only to the time that I lived in England and I had a friend from Manchester and he said that. Ah, oh, where did you live? I lived in Surrey. Oh, okay. Whereabouts in Surrey? Very close to Staines. You may be familiar with Staines. Um, I went to school at Royal Holloway in Egham. No way. Mm -hmm. I went there for a semester. I studied media arts for one semester there, and they told me it was in London, essentially. Now, essentially, yeah, they say was that a lot of places. Yeah, so I was off in like the suburbs, like forty-minute train. I feel like I forget exactly. Um, outside of London, that's when I got into the rave scene. I started going to raves in London, doing ecstasy, learning about myself as an American. Oh shit, glow sticks! Mm, Did you do the thing no, I didn't. Onto your chest? I didn't do none of the glow stick stuff. Um, I was mostly just known for my dance dance ability. Uh, did you do the Vaseline thing? No, 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 no. You know this? You know I'm referring to? Um, butt sex? No. This is meant to be that if you put a dab of Vaseline under each nostril, it's meant to make the when you come up from the from the pill, it's meant to make it better. That's so stupid. You know what? It also makes it cool if you have post nasal drip because then you blend in. And no one suspects that that's what's happening. They just think, oh, she's like riding that high out. This is very true. So how did you enjoy your time in this country? Has it like, has it demystified? I don't know. I get the feeling that somehow the English accent carries like a sense of uh, intrigue and mystery sometimes to the American people. And is I think this... all it takes is to meet some British people and that will destroy that myth. Hey, is this Ed Weeks? I don't know who Ed Weeks is, man. <laughs> Um, you know what? I loved England. Um, you know, I had grown up watching like Holy Grail and all that stuff. And I had like a, 
affinity for English humor. And when I lived there, you know, first I was like, kind of like, fuck, we're in the boondocks. But in a weird way, it actually led me to spend more quality time with my friends when I went to school there. Mm. And we really were simpatico. I felt like we had similar sensibilities in terms of like our sense of humor. They introduced me to Ali G, which I had never seen before. Let's see. There was the hit song at the time was that song was like sweet like chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. That was the hit song and it played all the time. I remember Britney Spears. Oops. I did it again. I feel like that was like out around that time. Um, there was pubs on campus, which I thought was weird. Um, they had a lot of like theme parties and theme dances and stuff. And I actually went back for prom the next year to hang out with my friends who were, you know, I think it was their senior year. Yeah. Cause I did my junior year abroad. So I went back to visit everyone and hang out. Um, oh, mm-hmm. they introduced me to cream tea, which I had never had and mm. it was delicious. The clotted cream and stuff on, um, what is it on? Crumpets? No. Buns. Biscuits. It's on, um, it's, it's on a, a we, we're going to call it a scone. Yeah, scones. That's it what it was. That was delicious. And jacket yeah. potatoes I loved. Um, yeah, see, I was going to, what I had in my back pocket, just in case, was I was going to do a British food test. Let's do it. I was thinking I was going to blow your mind. Let's do it. Okay, so you may have heard of these things in that case. So my first one is going to be um, steak and kidney pudding. Ew, I don't like the sound of that. I didn't have it, though. I don't know. Is it good? Wrong. No, it's correct. It's the worst. Yeah, that sounds it's disgusting. Like a, it's like a suet pudding with, um, yeah, steak and kidney inside, but it very much is like dog food. Oh, God. And I have to say, my dog's food, I seriously plug my nose when I'm opening it, and I hold my breath the whole time I'm preparing it. It smells so fucking bad to me. It makes me want to have to vomit. But it's the only it's food he loves. Oh, so it's, the, it's, it's a good food that the dog likes. It's not like a low-quality food. No, it's hell of expensive. It's these dehydrated patties, and it's venison. And you, Whoa. Yeah, like he won't eat it if I put the whole patty. So I break it up. I put a little hot water on it. It kind of rehydrates, but it's neither hard nor soft. It's kind of in between, like, your yeah. dick. Just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> right now, it is. Of course. I got to provide comedy, you know, in between talking about my dog. <laughs> but anyway, it smells no, disgusting. You the jackpot now as well. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. So, what's the other food? Um, oh, okay. We had steak kitty pudding. Okay. Yes, also. Okay. Spotted dick. Oh, what is that? I forget. Is that a pickled egg or something? No, this is also, you're going to get the impression that the British are obsessed with suet and suet-based food. This is like... Um, what is suet? Boiled suet. I don't even know how to describe it, man. It's kind of... An exclamation of a Los bun- Angeles lawyer. <laughs> suet. I get it. I, I understand that reference. It's like a kind of soft, spongy... It's kind of like soft sponge, essentially. Ew. Uh, and this is like a kind of a, um, a boiled sponge pudding with... Raisins. Oh, that and sounds good. And you, you kind of put the custard, yeah. That sounds good. I I say yes. Okay, correct. It's good. It's a very traditional, um, like traditional English dessert. I have one more actually. Yes. Oh, no, I think I know the answer to this to this one now. So you would have seen that you know we really like Indian food over here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Indian food, like curry and so on. Uh, you know, my stance on Indian food is. 
I kind of crave it like once every few months. I'm not a huge yeah. Indian food person. But when I crave it, I very much enjoy it. It's just very, the spices are very intense. And it's a lot of times like the food feels kind of greasy and spicy. And so, yeah, I, I, like I said, like I've said this in the past, but I prefer more Mediterranean simple flavors like thyme, rosemary, garlic, lemon, salt, pepper, olive oil. Yeah. This makes, I think we've become very dependent on it over here. Very dependent. I think yeah. because, as you know, like, we like to drink a lot over here. Yes. And I think what happens is when you drink, you dull the taste buds. And oh. so Indian food is the only thing that can blast through huh. um, that, that can, we can really taste anymore. What's your favorite Indian dish? Um, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's called chicken dupiatsa, which is like a medium, medium hot spice dish. And it's got lots of onion. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Now, what about, um, what were those sandwiches everyone made in college called? They're like melted. Uh... Melted with, with cheese. Yeah, I don't know. I but don't they, know. Like you can have a no, nothing just specifically British. I don't think. Like no, you know, there the is. tuna melt is, is a thing over here, but no, no, I no, no, over there too. No, like people made them in college. Like they had them in the dorms and stuff. Like, and they didn't call it like a panini or a melt. They called it something else, but I can't remember what. I don't know. I don't know. I'm blanking on that one. Now, do you guys still I, say I, like? I, do you? St- do you guys still say like someone is fit if they're hot to you? Yeah, yes. The yeah, people of my gen, I'm like I'm 36 years old, so I would say that. But yeah. younger generation has acquired like new slang. What is it? So I think I might be getting this wrong. <laughs> um, I think Dench is now a slang thing. Like J- Dame Judy Dench. Yeah, but it's not named after her. This uh-huh. is not a practical joke. Okay. Um, just yeah, Dench. I think is a term. I think. That might also mean physically strong, so I'm, I'm out of my depth. Yeah. And, like, I feel like saying something's the dog's balls and stuff is classic and timeless. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, and that'll never, that'll never go out of fashion. That's deep in, that's deep in our vocabulary now. That means it's good. But, yeah, it just means that something is very good. It's yeah, and then, but, but saying something's bollocks means it's bad. Yeah, you fit in perfectly over here, man. I mean, the obvious question is, I think if you came to this country... Sufficient people would come to see you perform. I'm curious about it. You know, I've had some I'd people get, yeah. uh, tweet me. My agent, who I'm now mentioning twice on the show, I'm truly becoming human garbage. <laughs> but he wanted me to do a show in England. I would love to do it. I'm just not sure about dealing with the travel, like on this tour. I think maybe it would be a good thing to do next tour. You know, but I would love yeah, to I'd- see. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about English audiences because. I know that you guys are like, have a whole, like, I don't know. I feel like the stand up scene is different there. Um, I don't know what I think, exactly. I, I think the people, who, I think people who came to see you that would come and see you on purpose. There's a lot of comedy clubs yeah. where people will just go along because they just want to see some comedy and they don't right. really give a shit what it is. Yeah. And so these, these are the crowds which are like, they're drunk and they eat and they talk. Yeah. But I think, I think if you came, I saw Paul, um, Paul Tompkins was over here uh-huh. about six months ago. And I went to see him, and it was a really great audience. Everyone was there to see him because yeah. they liked him. And uh, you know, I'm—I don't want to be a—I'm not going to try and make myself your British agent. <laughs> I, could, I could do an adequate job, but yeah, I'm sure if you came, what do you think audience, is like a? Would, w- see what would be a so, good venue, agent? What would be a venue? Um, 
There's a place called the Leicester Square Theatre, which mm-hmm. has got a good space. There's a place called this. Um, this just sounds like I'm just making these up, but I think I saw um, Paul F. Tompkins at the Soho Theatre, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. also is just like a good a good kind of size. As long as these aren't um, pubs, you know. I was expecting to hear the word pub at the end, like. <sighs> like pub venues. I don't really know, to be honest. I think the pub venues tend to be pretty small. Yeah, I know. Um, that was what I was saying. I was kind of trying so, to do a joke. Yeah, but, off the top of my head, I don't know. I really... Oh, w- I know. I've oh, got one. Yes? Um, like my, I live in a place called Forest Hill, mm-hmm, and there's mm-hmm. a pub here called The Hob, which is really great. And there's a guy, there's a British comedian called Daniel Kitson. Have I know. Yeah, yes. I know Daniel Kitson. Yeah. I mean, he's um, he's my favorite British comedian. I'll say this, and he lives around here, and he does a lot of warm-up gigs and kind of, you know, work-in-progress gigs at the Hub, and they're fucking amazing. Really, really great. What about Jack Whitehall? Do you like him? Jack Whitehall? Mm-hmm. No, no, not really, not personally. I'm not, I don't want to sort of, I'm not going to sort of be rude about him. Shots fired! For shots fired! Countrymen to countrymen! Jack Whitehall, watch <laughs> yeah. your back! Shots fired! <laughs> Um, you know what? This is I'm such a show loyalty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This has been a delightful call, but the problem is at this time I do have to excuse myself to the little ladies' room. I understand. Um, but yeah, I would like to come out there. I mean, I definitely think it would be fun. I love. Um, should I say London or England? I guess I honestly like. I have you ever been to Wales? Um, yeah, once or twice. You didn't like it? I feel it's fine. I had a nice time. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a whole, I mean, I've been on a holiday. I've never been to the cities there. Yeah. I've um, been to like, the countryside. But I have to say, I really do love castles. <laughs> then you're going to absolutely fucking love this country, man. You've got I do. Of them. I do. I love that country. That's what I'm trying to say. I love castles. I love rolling hills. I love sheeps. Sheep. <laughs> I yeah, love pubs, yeah. like having a little jacket potato at a pub in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I just really do love it out there. I don't know. It just, it does um, speak to me in some way. Well, you're always welcome back. And I just want to say for the record, I realize you have to go, but I also had in my locker, this has been a delight for me too, I had in my locker stories and information about number one, violent murder, and number two, crack. I had both those in the locker ready to go. Oh my God. Well, you should call back because this is fun. I mean, you know, the accent alone, it's just, it's, uh, it transports me. You know what I mean? Oh, thanks, man. So thanks, thanks for the mini vacay. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, okay. Bye. You're my favorite little boo boo. Yeah. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Should I make a rule like no talking about my dog on the show? Ay, ay, ay. It's okay. It's okay. It's one Pablo. I respect that. It's okay. I respect that. You can't say I respect that if you do not respect that at all. How much time? Oh. Call what? from okay. Michelle. <coughs> Hello. 
Are you sick? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I was wondering if you could help me name my unborn child. Can you take a name test? Doodoo Brown. Or, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, DDB. For short. How about Juan Pablos? That's perfect. Or? Because it does need to be a name that works in Spanish and English. How about Windy Wayfarer? Windy Wayfarer. Windy Wayfarer. Um, that's a little long. How about the word no? It translates to Spanish and English, and it'll be something you'll be saying to him a lot. That's great. I, that's brilliant. Why does no one name their child that? No. 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 Because it's hard, like, when you want to celebrate something, you know? It's hard to be like, no. Happy birthday to now. Happy birthday to now. Happy birthday to now. Why is the happy birthday song in a register or whatever you call it that's so hard to sing for everyone? You'd be like, happy birthday. I guess it's not. (laughs) Well, you have a beautiful voice, so I think it's just not hard for you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Thank you. Um... Speaking of which, your yes. Spanish accent is incredible. How Gracias. is it like that? Gracias. That's me trying to do the Barcelona <laughs> accent. Listen, have you ever been to Spain, like the whole Catalan or whatever that language is? It's hard. No, that language is so confusing. There are people within Spain that don't understand things. It's really hard. I mean, I learned Spanish in Mexico, Guatemala, and... California (laughs) and Barcelona. It's just like, I couldn't understand. They chop the half of the word off of everything they say. It's like, I was so frustrated. I know. When did you go to Guatemala? I went to Guatemala when I was still living with my mom. I went there and stayed with a family, I think for one or two weeks and took classes. So it was like a family trip? It was, you know, one of those exchange, but it wasn't exchange because she didn't come to California, but it was like a family stay where you kind of like take language classes every day and live with a family in another country. That's awesome. Yeah, it was tight. I'm going to Costa Rica in a week and I'm super excited. Oh my God. I loved Costa Rica. I have been there. And again, this was a cool thing. My mom... You know, I really am starting to have a lot of respect for my mom <laughs> against my better judgment. In the last one week? Well, yeah, just in thinking about her values because she took us on trips when we were kids. She likes to travel. She speaks Spanish. She speaks Italian. She speaks French. She speaks a lot of languages, which I think is cool. And she likes to travel and she doesn't like, you know, when I was a teenager, I'm like, let's go somewhere fancy and I want to stay by the pool and lay there all day and tan and that's it and my mom was always like no let's go rent a car let's go try a local restaurant let's go talk to people who actually live here you know like she was much more you'd want to do now yeah and now that's how I feel you know like I feel like she 
you know, whatever. But anyway, Costa Rica, we stayed in a rainforest. We stayed in like, you know, not, um, in the city, um, but we stayed in like a rainforest and we went on this guided hike where this guy taught us about all the different plants that were indigenous to the rainforest. And we ate like cacao fruit off a tree and some sort of a banana. I don't think so. I just was very struck by the, the uh, vegetation and the, the fruits and shit that we got to eat on this hike. And, I was always into that. Like even in Oakland, there was this thing, Miss Williger. It was like the, I don't know if it was in Oakland proper, but it was somewhere in the Bay area. We went on this elementary school trip. This woman, Miss Williger, like showed us all these plants and vegetables and what they were used for. And I just loved that kind of shit. I have always been into that. Wow. That's crazy. How old were you? Elementary school. I can't remember what grade, but it was the coolest field trip. I was just very much up in my alley, up in my alley. (laughs) Anyway, now my nephew, one of my nephews, they're twins, is very much that way too. He's obsessed with like, he can name all the different kinds of plants and flowers that he walks by, like more than most adults can. Well, so when you walk around like a botanical garden, do you know what trees are called and stuff? I know a lot of them. And part of that too is that my grandmother... Hello. Hello. My grandmother, uh, you know, her and my grandfather, who's no longer with us, he had a vegetable garden and she had, you know, flowers and bonsai trees. And they kind of created this garden together where they had both things you could eat and things to look at. And they just both knew a lot about gardening and plants. And so they taught me that from when I was little, not how to do it. I wish I knew how to to grow things and they wouldn't die, but just what things were called and what they look like. Okay, cool. So do your parents, grandparents live in California or your grandmother? My grandmother does, yeah. But you're from New Jersey, right? Um, no, I am not. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting Oh, I don't know why from. I thought that. That is, I, I want to say insulting, <laughs> but I don't want to disrespect the people of New Jersey. <laughs> um, Too late. I'm, I'm from Oakland, California, the Bay Area. Um, yeah, I totally knew that. I just made that other thing up. <sighs> Boy, what a what a deflating assumption. <laughs> <laughs> I think it must just be because of Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting the wrong impression. Oh man. Ay, ay, ay. I'm so sorry to disappoint you. Back to baby names. Doodoo Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Wind beneath my that would wings. Be great. If your last name actually were Brown, then you could just that's name a your short child name. Doodoo. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Listen, I don't know what what are you, what names do you have in mind? Sebastian. Sebastian, say my name. Does that ring any uh, bells? It... Sorry? Does that ring any bells for you? No, what is that? Never ending story. Where's that phone? Oh, yeah. I forgot that that was his name. That yeah. makes it so much nicer. I do like the name Sebastian, I have to say. Good. What about Leo? Leo, I also think is a good name. I do. Awesome. Great names. What? Oh, well, then this is easy. What about Tristan? 
Tristan Hell to the nay, 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 nay. That one has to grow on you. No, that is not going to grow on me. I mean, Tristan, that sounds like Kristen, dog. <laughs> Tristan seems like a very complicated man I don't want to tangle with. Yeah, like, that's true. Have you seen Tristan's drawings? No, they're weird. They're definitely weird. <laughs> well, he's a complicated soul. And then girls are like, Tristan, that's not what I said. <laughs> Tristan. Basically, right. if That's you want to, like, if you want to test a baby name, say it in like a valley girl, white girl voice. Leo, you can't really fuck it up. Leo, I guess you can. <laughs> Leo, Tristan, but Tristan goes so much better with that voice. Tristan, Tristan. Leo is harder. What was the other one? Sebastian. Sebastian. It's harder. Yes, I think Leo's the best one. Yeah. Tristan's garbage. Don't do Tristan. Might as well name your son Garbage. Garbage! All right, noted. You're garbage! (laughs) Garbage is funny. All right, that's good to know. All right, well, listen, best of luck, B-O-L. Thanks so much. You know, via con Dios. (laughs) Gracias. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Call from... David Cho. Hello? To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. Hello? Chelsea Peretti? Yeah. Hi, this is David Cho. How are you? What? What, uh, how's the podcast today? What do you, are you, do you have lunch plans? I'm in New York right now. Sorry, oh, buddy. God, everyone's always out of town or working. Who else is out of town besides me and Aziz? Listen, every comedian is always out of town. Because, uh, like, South By and is touring and shit, and Just shit like that? Every comedian. Do you hear about what happened at South By yesterday? Yes. Can I Isn't tell you? fucking crazy? Yeah, no disrespect, but, like, I fucking hate the vibe of South By Southwest for that reason. It's drunks everywhere and huge crowds everywhere. And to me, that is just a recipe for awful things to happen. Like, there's no crowd control like those situations like something awful could happen at any second you know what i'm gonna take that the other way i'm gonna say is it incredible that more things like that don't happen in our lives like i mean it's like there can be people like on a street and a guy just drives into the street just like in recklessness and like that doesn't happen i think we sort of don't give humanity enough credit for avoiding situations like that how about that positivity well i mean that is true too but it is kind of like I don't know. Yes, you can look at it either. You can look at it either way. But <laughs> I, w- I went to South by Southwest for the first time in like a long time uh, this year for like a few days, and it's it's pretty horrible. Like I, the people there, just the the tone of everything is just so like fucking nerd pretentious. And it's like nerds, chill out. You're still nerds. I don't get it. Like, um. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about comedy festivals and music festivals, it's like. You know, I myself, my personality, I would never go to any of those things if I was left to my own devices. You hate new people. 
I hate new people. No new friends. No new friends. No new friends. Even though, actually, I do need some new friends because my friends are always out of town. <laughs> who's, in, who's on the cut list right now? Who's right on the brink? Um, Everyone who's always working or out of town. Like, you know, honestly, people, it's lonely up at the mid-level. <laughs> You're, I'm really into how much people on your podcast now talk to you about being a celebrity. No. I like just like the idea like, Chelsea, you must, I mean, are you going to the, are you going to the, the Oscars Vanity Fair? Are you hosting the Oscars Vanity Fair party? I wasn't invited to the Oscars Vanity Fair party. It's a, uh, yeah, but it's just like, I mean, just people assuming like if you're on TV that you're all, all of a sudden like you and Brad Pitt are on the same level and everything gets a lot easier. It's like, no, people still have to work. You have I, to I don't even think they assume that. <laughs> but, I, no, these kids are definitely like the, the people who are on the, coffee drinking uh twitter street well, that like that crowd is definitely on that tip right now and i don't think i'm not trying to begrudge you i think you're fucking great thanks but, dave but yeah. i don't even think they are on that tip coffee cranking today said a very egregiously is that how you pronounce that word something no, egregious oh thank you egregious they said something quite unacceptable and they is liza die who operates coffee cranking shout out to liza die in the hospital recuperating and trying to build that oh, leg that's that girl yeah that's liza's she runs the Holy coffee cranking a- account on the twitter girl that's on your podcast a bunch is the girl that that happened to yes that got hit by the train oh my god i know crazy. is she all right what's going on i mean she's what's just she's recuperating that's good <sighs> yeah so I don't, I don't like the sadness. Wait, keep, let's, what were we talking about? Crowds? Uh, you need new friends. Uh, yes, I need new friends because my friends are always busy and unavailable. Like, but I, you're all so busy because there are times where like, oh, yo, let's go get some food. And you're like, eh, already doing this. Or I doing guess this. It's so. Like, you're not, like, blame free in the situation i mean i guess so but i do feel like i have a higher appetite for hanging out on a daily basis than my friends do like brendan walsh well, the other thing with go ahead brendan, brendan walsh, walsh we hang out like if we both have free time which he's been too busy for my taste lately as well <laughs> but like if we have free time we're both on the same page of like let's get coffee every day let's go on a hike let's eat food every day like i i don't feel like there's any shame in our game of like let's hang out if we have free time there's no like limitation no one's, no one's hanging out with not hanging out with you because they're like oh shit too cool for chelsea now no 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 let me tell you let me tell you let me tell you let me tell you here's the thing some people are not that social or b don't feel that close to me to where they want to hang out on a daily basis i mean well let's name names who's who's (laughs) begrudging you i can't imagine anyone that like like what's chico up to chico is always working chico all the time chico seriously seriously will be like i'm going to what is that dance craze that's sweeping the nation the exercise physique no. Zumba? Zumba. How do you know all this? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a consumer of culture. Chico is always love, at Zumba. She's always at Zumba. She's always meeting somebody. She's always writing all day. Like she, she says like, Well, um, here's your thing too. Is you don't like, all right. I feel like you don't make plans a lot. I feel like you're very like, yo, let's hang out now. Yes. Yes. And it's sort of like, like someone like Chico, who probably a lot of people want to hang out. Like people who are in high demand probably are making plans. You know? It's yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it go, it can go either way. I think that like, it's, you know, it's an ancient issue with my mom, right? My mom is always like, let's make a plan. An and ancient? I'm, do you, did you forget how to speak English? Are you an anxious? Wait, what do you mean? Ancient, ancient. 
Oh, ancient issue theory. Okay. Yes. We are both 3000 years old, but basically like she was always all about, let's make a plan. And I'm always like, let's see how we feel. And my argument is like, if you're busy and you're working 12 hour days, you don't want to make a plan for your one day off at three o'clock because you might not feel like it at three o'clock that day. But to me, if you text someone in the morning, Hey, do you want to do something today? That to me is making a plan. I just don't like the lead time that some people like. Cause I'm like, what if I have a headache in the morning? Or what if I didn't sleep well that night and I need to sleep late? You know, like I basically feel like, let's see how we feel when we wake up and make plans for that day. But a lot of people are like, let's plan for next week on Thursday. And to me, that's like, I don't know where my head is going to be at that. I'm, I'm too erratic for that. I feel like you just have to find a middle ground for that, though. But what's like, the middle ground? Like, you don't have to be like, oh, let's do something. Because also, like, you calling in the morning be like 3 o'clock is a little different than text at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. Like, let's go to the park now with my dog. But isn't that fun? <laughs> <I feel> like- <laughs> isn't that fun? Like, what if you were up at 9 a.m. and you're like, great, I'm I bored. Up. What? But I was like, I, I was up, but you're in that, I was in that mode where, that you're talking about where it's like, you know what? I'm tired. Well, I'd that's fine. I'd rather lay in bed and surf the internet. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, I don't think you begrudge anyone. You surf it? I'm sorry your plans haven't been working out, though. Hey, but you surf the internet, though? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I fuck with the internet. Hard. Very cool. Very real, cool. Dog. Uh, very cool. Very cool. What, is that your is that your Nick Kroll voice? Yeah, <laughs> Nick Kroll doing his urban character voice. Is it urban? I think it's actually uh, more like Jersey. Guido. Mm-hmm. I meant mm-hmm. urban like city, not urban like black. Sorry. Uh, I meant, I meant you got to distinctify. Like you got to distinctify. Um, but yes. Else, uh, wait, hold on. But I, I, I have questions. We didn't that. figure out a solution to this planning thing because it really is a bit of the bane of my existence. I think you have to sort of sometimes like if you're talking if you if there are people you know who are always busy then and you really want to hang out with them then maybe hit them up like a day or two in advance. A day in advance is not crazy. Like, but you, you want to know why? Like, One of the reasons I what? avoid that is because I hate flaking. And I feel like there's a weird thing actually with my friends who like to make plans a lot. They also are flaky a lot. So it's like I'd rather not make a plan and flake and just see how I actually feel that day. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I actually think there is a relationship between the people who are like, let's make a plan for this Thursday. And then that Thursday, they're like, oh, I have to bail. And it's like, well, then don't make me make advanced plans. I feel like at this juncture with like your friends who know you, if you had plans, I don't think they would flake on you just because it's like they sort of understand how much you're not making plans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think it's like, it's like you don't flake on someone's birthday, although you do flake on someone's birthday. Like who? Which definitely two, two weeks ago, you flaked on a birthday party. Who's? That we were both supposed to go to. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh... All I heard was. Like Shaver text our friend Matthew Shaver, shout out to <laughs> at tour manager Matt. <laughs> the first shout out I've ever given on a on a podcast before. Um Matt texted you and he said, Are you coming to this party? Oh. And he said, straight up, No, I'm at home with my dog. You didn't even have a better excuse. <laughs> and I love your dog, but it's just like you could have been like, Yeah, I got I got this other thing. Like my my boyfriend has to ride or whatever. Like, oh, party foul! We're gonna have to beep that. Mark that time. Mark that time. Mark that time. But um, Wait, yes. Can you beef stuff? Yeah, we can do whatever we want. It's oh, a free cram free. You know who my favorite dog is? It's. Uh, but listen, can I tell you something? That party in question was Aziz's party. I'll be the first to call my own self out on that. But here's the deal. Aziz had like five different parties. Now, 
My point was that Aziz had a number of different parties <laughs> for his birthday. He had two. No, no, no. That's that. He had a dinner. Yeah. And he had people over. So I went to the yeah. dinner. That's two. Yeah. Two but is I, a number. It's one of those things where it was like, it was a, the, the party was a bigger scene. Like yeah. it was like bigger, a bigger group. Yeah. And there was rap music playing, which I know you love. There are people dancing, which I also know you love. It's just like, it would have been fun to have you there. Now, granted, there are people there that if you met them for the first time, you'd be like, fuck this noise, I'm out of here after 30 minutes, which uh-huh. is also known to happen. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But, I, just, I mean, just um, going to the point of flaking, it's just like, that's a pretty big Well, flake. it is a flake, and it was bad, but the thing is, I had, had to do something for our show that day that was exhausting. I think we had our photo shoot that day all day long. It sounds stupid, but it was from like 10 a.m. till 6 p.m., I think that was that day, but regardless, <laughs> you know, it's hard for you to be like on this podcast where like everyone else is looking like, honestly, I had to go from 10 a.m. to 6 a.m. and they took pictures of me for at least an hour. And the rest of the time I was just sitting there waiting. And everyone, but everyone you know what? Like, if you were made fun of every day, Cho, if you were made fun of your whole life for how you look, a photo shoot is triggering and it's exhausting. <laughs> That's that's a great counterpoint. It's like, true. I can't say anything to that. Just right. Like you know, like obviously, like that's a sensitivity <laughs> from youth and whatnot. Yes. But I. But also, bull, I'm calling bullshit. On no, 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 no. Just being like, it is true though. Could have come to that party. It is that's true. What everyone does every day. I know, but it is true. And people hate ethnic looking people. I've dealt oh, with shit. it my whole life. And so you're, you're taking this from like a, a young woman's self-image issue thing, yes. adding a race component, yes. making it completely ironclad. <laughs> you've but always the, been a good, uh, you've been a good <laughs> arguer. You know, I'll give you that. But you're, my point you're great being, for healthy debate. Yes, 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 yes. Now, I really, truly was exhausted. I kept wanting to go. My boyfriend was too tired. He had also had a long day. We went up on the couch and it just kept being like, okay, now it's 9 o'clock. Should I go? Now it's 10 o'clock. Should I go? Now it's 11 o'clock. Pretty soon, we were both like half passed out and it was just like, fuck, I guess it's not happening. But I mean, honestly, if it's a big party, isn't it easier to flake on a big party where there's like, you know, so many people that whatever, I'm going to send Aziz a present. You can make all sorts of like qualifiers for it and like sort of try to undermine. Thank you. Thank you. I will. (laughs) Thank you. I shall. If you want to. Applause sound effect. Applause sound effect. What, why do you not have sound effects anymore, by the way? Um, well, in answer to your question, you big galoot. <laughs> you just walk away from the mic while you're talking? <laughs> Are you aware that this is a, like a recorded conversation? <laughs> well, in answer to your question, you big galoot. Mm, that's not me. I'm a small guy. Fuck. I'm, I'm skinny. <laughs> Wait, so what's the answer? Fucking shut up! Yeah. So, you, so now you're just running sound effects through the app, though. Like I can do that too. Hold on. I paid two ninety nine. Boring anecdote in progress. If you want to criticize something? Criticize these nuts. Fuck you. <laughs> that sounds so hurtful. Why would you say that to me? Shock of a lifetime. It's the wrong applause. <laughs> Small. Hey, puppy, puppy. Be quiet? What? No, thank you. What is happening? No, thank you. No, thank oh you. Oh my god, every single 
Oh, oh, you're doing that. Oh my God, you're doing it. This has never been done before where the sound effects are played on a call. (laughs) That's crazy. Hello? Hello? Well, my engineer, quote, end quote, has walked out of the room. The call is dropped and the show must go on. Shout out to Dave Cho. Fun call. Uh, I'm going to, sp- I'm going to, I'm going to send Aziz an $8,000 gift. I'm going to send him an $8,000 gift with a lengthy apology note that I missed his party. All right, what am I going to do with my day? Fuck, this is so hard. I have to tell you, before I got that writing job, you know, I wrote for Sarah Silverman. Then I had this break where I didn't know what I was doing and I was doing stand-up and I was hiking every day with Brendan Walsh. Shout out to Brendan Walsh. And we were just like in this zone of doing these like two hour exercise journeys every day and then stand up at night. And like, I I had a whole rhythm. Then I got hired at Parks and Recreation. That threw me off. Like, it's just very hard to go from really regimented to like totally unstructured time that you're responsible for structuring then back to really regimented. Cause it's like, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go on my stand up tour. I'm going to get on this really late night schedule and then I'm going to be plunged right back into 5am call times. Literally on the road, I'll probably be going to bed at 5am. Oh, guys, it's so hard. It's so hard. Call from Tyler. I know no one cares. Tyler, the creator, you finally noticed me. I don't have freckles, but you finally care. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. <laughs> don't talk to you're, me like a mental patient. you to get a hold of Tyler, the creator? I thought he might be calling. I mean, it's I'm not him. All but, right. Uh, I, I, uh, oh, fuck. Sorry. What's wrong, man? You choking? Yeah, totally. Big time. Don't choke, ah. Ty. Don't choke. Lately, I, I keep like I... talking to people in person who are like, I want to call your podcast, but I'm so scared. And I'm like, <gasps> I don't want to be a person people are scared of. Like, I, uh, If you listen to this specific episode, in fact, I had lovely and delightful conversations with pretty much every caller. The only yeah, reason to be talk to a dog walker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I already retweeted that. I'm like, how'd you see that? <laughs> <sighs> did you infiltrate the Staples Center? <laughs> I did. I'm hanging from the rafters. Oh my God! Then you're, that means you're dead. I'm just giving you a little wave. I know what that idiomatic expression means. <laughs> it means you're dead, dog. Listen, go look at my Twitter. I just retweeted a picture of a little polar bear underwater kicking one leg up. <laughs> so cute. Oh man, I'm to, I'm I'm going to be into that. I don't see it yet. It's it's from this account called Fascinating Pictures. It's fascinating underscore p. Not a great handle, yeah, but not, their not photos. I love. I love following people that just tweet photos. It's my Chelsea, shit. That's a really good polar bear. Isn't it you cute? It's a good one. So it's cute. It's really cute. I know. God, I just, I feel like people, <laughs> who am I? It's a nightmare. I just talk, like I post cute animal photos and talk about like 
my sleep <laughs> schedule. This like, why does anyone listen to this podcast? I'm so sorry. No, 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 uh, no, no don't apologize. It's it's a good podcast. I'm melting down. You know, it's like I can't help it. I Google myself, and then I see that people hate me, and then I I seek that out, and it only fuels my own self doubt and like craziness. Yeah, but people hate everyone. I it's know. Like, it, it doesn't matter anymore. I I'm so I'm I'm fed up with. Uh, I just realized I'm a person on a podcast who's starting a sentence with, I'm fed up with. Uh, <laughs> you see how hard it is? Totally. <gasps> it's like about the internet making us all complain about everything and just hate everything. I know. What would you do if you weren't like, do you, how much time do you spend per diem on the internet? So fucking much. Same. Like, I'm like, so I really feel it's like a negative influence. And I used to fight people who say this because I do think it brings a lot of positive things into my life. But like last night I did a show and I kind of pulled the audience like, do you guys like reading comments on the Internet? Do you think it makes life better? And everyone's like, no, but we still will all participate in this culture like it's just like this the whole fomo thing fear of missing out like i have that times a zill and i can't stop like i feel like i really do wish that like twitter no i can't even say the sentence (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) i I wish twitter would be eradicated but i can't commit to it it's so frustrating because you see all the good things about it and you don't want to be one of those people who's all reactionary against new technology. Right. But then new technology is killing us. I know. It's so fucked up. You almost have the voice of a robot, which I just, it's I perfect for this conversation right. on technology because I feel like I'm talking to a computer voice. I mean, this is the other thing, Chelsea, is that I'm actually just a sentient robot. And ah! I know it's, it's spooky. I have enough like a thinking capacity to be critical of technology. Oh but my at the same god! Time, I'm like, please don't destroy me in a fire. Oh my god, that would be the or perfect a- friend for me. I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really like, I do feel like, what if I've said it before, and I'll say it again over and over. When is there going to be a revolution of some kind? We need a cultural revolution. It's so ripe right now. We're all so addicted and so dissatisfied to our cell phones, to the internet, to Twitter, to fucking animated GIFs. Yeah, I said GIFs. I feel like I can't say GIFs anymore. I just feel this twinge of guilt whether I say GIF or GIF. Both feel wrong. I'm still saying GIF, Chelsea. You can do it. Let's split the GIF. (laughs) That's that's upsetting. I know. But listen... What is going to happen? I want someone to follow. I'm begging the world to produce a leader. I want to follow someone away from technology, but I need a compelling leader. Chelsea? Yeah? Oh, my God. It can't be you! (laughs) It can't be be you. Can it be me, Chelsea? No. It needs to be a person who's part dog, part human. (laughs) Can you imagine a half human, half dog? I can imagine it. It'd be such a mixture of emotions when you saw that thing walking towards you. (laughs) Now, Chelsea, are you thinking half and half or are you? I'm thinking like it's got human features, like some human facial features mixed with dog facial features. And it's got fur, but it's kind of like a little threadbare and you see human Uh skin through it. And maybe like it has hands instead of paws. Someone whip this up in a Photoshop and (laughs) we'll explore. 
It but probably... I mean, this is the good thing about the internet is someone will do that. Yeah, let me Just actually look. Just it on a podcast. Let me try Someone's it right now. Photoshop that. Actually, lately I've been doing a lot of interacting with Siri. Let me see if she can find it. <laughs> Siri, search the web for half human, half dog. You think I'm going to get some sort of fetish shit? Okay, I, I mean, found this on the no web. Question. Oh, okay. Daily Weird, half dog. TheDailyWeird.com. Mm -hmm. Ew. <laughs> you know what? This is not a fucking half human. That looks like half lamb, half dog, half human, like half camel. I'm talking. <gasps> oh my God, of course. Why is my fucking web browser redirect redirecting to Bing.com? <laughs> oh, that's not good. Why that's is it doing that? Time. You probably have a virus or something. Not a virus, but like a spyware thing. Mine was doing that for a while. It's how bullshit, do I stop no it? To use Bing. Yeah, how do I stop that shit? Fuck Bing. Oh fuck! I don't remember how you do it. Uh, Google it. There's like no <laughs> Siri. It ask Siri. Ugh. Okay. Siri, why is my fucking web browser redirecting to Bing.com, which I despise? Checking. I always thought here's Siri what I found on the web. Oh yeah, there it is. You're talking over Siri every time. I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry, Chelsea. As a sentient robot, I would think you would have a sense of those kind of things. Okay, let's I'm see. I'm a little bit jealous of Siri is the problem. Oh, uh, we're yeah. talking her now? We getting her heard yeah. up here? Uh -uh. Okay, now the results are, why do people hate Bing? 75% of people do. <laughs> see, she's in on it. Okay. She's like, why do people hate Bing? What's wrong My with browser Bing? keeps redirecting me. <gasps> Oh my god, that means I do have a virus or something? Yeah, I don't think it's a big one, though. Okay. Oh my god, someone help me. Fuck. I have to wait till I can get someone who can teach me how to do this. Alright, listen. Yeah. Great call. Good luck, robot. Thanks, Chelsea. Bye. See you in the revolution. Yes!